Hello, everybody. Welcome back, and welcome new listeners to the second episode of the NSFW Dynasty Podcast. I'm Mitch Pressine. I'm here with my co-host, VJ Cole. Yo! And our producer, Nick Gofford. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Today on the show, we'll be hitting on free agents and where they will go for wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. And we will also be hitting on how to be successful in the Dynasty format. Sounds good. Should we play? Uh, no, we're not doing games yet, though, so we'll do the first topic here. Uh, first topic's going to be uh, about somebody staying or going somewhere. Will he stay yep. or will he go? Uh, related to the free agent market. Uh, if he stays, was he tagged or extended? And if he goes, where's his best landing spot? Uh, let's start with wide receiver free agents, guys. Okay. Uh, Allen Robinson from Jacksonville. You want to start? Sure, I'll start. All right, I think that Allen Robinson stays. I think if he's not franchised, then a long-term deal will be had to give Bortles a wide receiver one. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, I wish he wouldn't stay just because of the quarterback there. We all know my views on him from last podcast, but uh, <laughs> there's rumors out there that they're already looking on a long-term extension, and if they can't get it done, they're going to take him, so that's probably yeah, he's going to stay. He's yeah, set there for sure, yeah, pretty much. All right, how about uh, Sammy Watkins from Los Angeles? Oh, he's gone. I think the Rams, uh, they're up against the cap. They have multiple guys they need to re-sign, including Aaron Donald, and it looks like they're going to franchise their safety, Lamarcus Joyner. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. I think they find a way to keep him around. I just think they want to build around their offense. They had such a good last year last year. So I don't know why they want to mess with things now. Kind of something like that. So I don't know. I, It'll be tough. To, well, be tough. I think for the for the success of their offense. Sorry for my lack of talking. <laughs> um, they need to keep them around. Otherwise, because you, the fact is, you can't rely on Robert Woods to lead your offense. Everyone calls him a non-factor though, because Goff didn't throw the ball to him last year. So. Well, that's all going to change. And remember, he was traded. Usually, people when they're traded, they don't do well the first year there. Yeah, especially okay, right before the season yeah. starts. So, so I hope he stays. I hope they give him another chance because that offense is already dynamic, and I think that adds a level, another level to him. So in my eyes, the Rams need to find a way to keep him there. Yeah, I agree. And I if but I, do, I don't think it happens. Yeah, but I do think that would even be his best fantasy landing spot. I don't think there's going to be a better spot with the whole him. off season yeah. with Goff to get his rapport there. Yeah, yep. I agree. They need to find a way to get it done. Like you said, it may not happen, but they need to find a way. All right, uh, how about Cam Meredith for Chicago? Restricted free agent. Uh, with Cam, I think he I mean, injured all last year. Um, has a lot of talent, proved it in 2016, but I think he stays with the Bears. The fact is the Bears need a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball, especially with wide receivers. So they're probably going to put a tender on him just because of the wide receiver scenario. And I don't think any team would pay the tender knowing he's coming off such a gruesome injury. Yeah, so. I think almost the exact same thing, almost word for word. All right, how about uh, Terrell Pryor? Ooh, tough one. You can start oh, this one. I think he's already gone. He wasted a whole year in Washington doing almost nothing there, and I think he needs a change of scenery. Um, I really think that he would be a great addition to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I could see that. Um, no matter where he goes, he's not gonna get he's not gonna get like offers from the primetime teams because he did 
uh, bet on himself last year and epically it failed. Did not work at all. Um, so he's going to have to deal with these lower level teams that just need help. Again, I could see the Bears, uh, Cleveland, the Bills that all need wide receiver help. But I think the best fantasy spot, and they also need help, would be the Chiefs. The Chiefs need a wide receiver to go in there, take pressure off of Tyreek Hill, and they need weapons to play around their young quarterback. And he's still a downfield threat, too, which really helps with Mahomes as well. Exactly. With Mahomes' arms, having Tyreek Hill on one side and Trell Pryor on the other, potentially could be deadly. Yeah, it could be. So you throw in, you throw in to Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt, that's going to be a very good offense if they can find a way to make that happen. Um, I think he scores the most points on the Chiefs. I don't think, like you said, that's probably going to be the best team that's going to give him any sort of chance because of him failing last year. It was a fail. I still think that it's going to be San Fran, give Garoppolo a big dude to throw the ball to downfield. Yeah, but he's already got a speedster on the other side. He's got a slot guy. He's got Pierre Garçon there who we'll see what he can do coming back from his injury. Pierre Garçon? Yeah, Nick's guy. This is like my only draft I knew how to pick. <laughs> that <laughs> was years ago. But the question is, is, is he going to score more points on the 49ers or on the Chiefs? We'll see with Jimmy G. That's what it comes down to. I mean, the only, the only, thing, yeah, the only thing that is down with the Chiefs that where he may score more points with the 49ers is because Mahomes is going into his first starting year. That's the only thing I can see, but I've been hearing a lot of good news from Mahomes, so I'm – I'm hoping he goes there. I hope he gives him a shot, really. I just feel like he's more of the red zone product that you're looking for with San Fran. I mean, I could definitely see a San Fran, but I still think Chiefs is the better team. All right, next one, Nick. Well, I got to say, this far, uh, four questions into this, and we haven't had much arguing. This is uh, kind of <laughs> no, weird. We'll, we'll get just there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, let's talk about uh, Marquise Lee in Jacksonville. Um, I think he's gone. Uh A-Rob re-signs, then they have A-Rob, D.D. Westbrook, and Keelan Cole. So I don't see the need for them to re-sign another guy when they're up against the cap, kind of. Not really, but... Yeah, they're not up against the cap. They're loaded. But I think he's going to end up a bear. He's going to be like the second, third tier of wide receiver... And the Bears are going to spend money. Can you pick another team other than the Bears? Because the Bears could go and sign every potential free agent wide receiver. I I haven't said Bears for anything yet. I know, but... I just think that's where he goes. It's going to be a team... I mean... It needs a wide receiver who's got the cap to overpay the wide receiver three. He'll get a Bob Woods contract from last year. All right. Well, I see that. I I see it as he's going to stay. With a below, vastly below average quarterback... You need all the weapons that you can put around them. Uh, you are bringing back your um, Marquise Lee on that wide receiver core is the only other somewhat proven wide receiver. I don't uh, know, but they they love DD and they especially love Dede, Keelan Cole. DD didn't do anything. I know they like Keelan Cole, but they're, those were both their first years. Flash and, a pan, flash and pans happen every year. So what's to say that those two didn't have a fluke, well, not even DD, but Keelan Cole had a fluke year last year. Nah. Why Why are you saying no? He looked <laughs> great in every game he played. It's not like he had one if, big game. If and you, if you, all these guys that played for one year and had a really good year and sucked next looked great on film. You could say the same thing about A-Rob then. I mean, but yeah, you could actually. But Yeah. 
I'm just saying. I'm just, I, I'm just I, saying. They're not going to pay gonna four keep guys. Their they're not going to pay four receivers. They're not, they're not paying four guys. They have two guys on rookie well, contracts. Well, then they have to commit as much as they're going to have to to A-Rob to keep him around. They're going to have to commit a have, decent amount of money to keep Marquise Lee around. If, if you have two wide receivers on rookie contracts, what's paying one other guy? Well, they're paying enough people as it is. Yeah, that's what part of being in the NFL. They're you got to pay guys to play. Not going to happen, no. When you have two wide receivers on rookie contracts, it's not going out, out on the limb to pay have, another wide receiver. They still have Allen Burns. And Burn it's not like they're going to be paying 10 mil a season. It's not like they're going to be paying So they're going to pay their fifth receiver 10 mil a season? Not a fucking chance. Pretty much what happens when a player fucking sucks after he signs his contract. No, he's... Marquise Lee's gone. All right. All right, next, Nick. <laughs> yeah, that was better. Uh, so, all right, so uh, looks like Moncrief from the Colts. What do you guys think? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he goes. Um, I think they're over on that experiment with him. He had a good couple years with luck. Um, a lot of things plays into his down year. Um, the quarterback could be, but it's kind of hard to look at his numbers with Brissett and look at T.Y.'s numbers and see the big drop-off yeah. in between the two. So I think for that, that he's gone, um, they're going to bring in a couple pieces there to kind of fill the holes. Um, I could see Dante Moncrief going to somewhere like the Packers. I really think it's somewhere what the Packers need. They need a quicker guy that's younger, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of tall. He's yeah. 6'2". And I think that is the best spot for him because we saw what Dante Moncrief can do with a healthy good quarterback. When he's yeah. healthy, yeah. So he could honestly go to the Packers and tear it up next year. Uh we saw what he can do with a good quarterback, and you know what Aaron Rodgers is. He's no scrub, so yep. we watch it every weekend. I agree. I think he goes. Um, I think he's going to go somewhere, sign a one-year prove-it deal. I also have the Packers as one of my teams, but I could also see him going to Oakland if Michael Crabtree were to leave. I All feel like that's another good one. Crabtree leaving, too. Again? Because yep. I know they've been flip-flopping on that yep. quite a, quite his a bit. Back, his back to point into cutting him and uh, Marshawn, so yeah, they I would have room for him. Um, that's a different where where do you think you had a better year? Would it be with well, obviously it'd probably be with Rogers, right? Oh yeah, I agree. I think so. Um, but me and the Packers need to do some things to open up cap room, and they're kind of dragging their feet on it. And kind of, I'm kind of hoping they're just waiting until they sign a Rod to make time. their moves. But hopefully, they find a way to make room and make a run at them. But Oakland wouldn't be a bad destination for them either. Paul Richardson in Seattle. Got another one that we agree yeah, on. Yeah, we, we literally <laughs> both said the exact same thing. All right, so Paul Richardson is going to be gone. Uh, he had a decent year next year in a scheme that is designed to run the ball more. They had to throw the ball a lot last year because their running game was Russell Wilson running for their life. God awful, yeah. that's what it was. They, it, the running game was Russell Wilson running for his life. That's So they dropped back and saw what happened. Um, so Paul Richardson's gone. I could see him going to Baltimore. That's replacing exactly right. the Mike Wallace yep. role. Yeah, replacing that role. And I just think he fits perfect with Flacco's arm. Flacco his has a huge arm. arm. His elite arm. He, I, he's not yeah, fucking, no, elite. I'm fucking Flacco's <laughs> elite. No, it's, um, it's a running joke. I mean, he, but he does have a very good arm. He can chuck the motherfucker. But he is not accurate, and sometimes he throws the ball still. And Paul Richardson has shown, if you look back into the Super Bowl, that he can go up and adjust to the ball. Where really a Mike Wallace, he couldn't. He's not a bad receiver. He is a former first-round draft pick. 
Yeah. So, I mean, he's got all the potential to so, go there and actually be a difference maker. Only thing is, if I'm a Paul Richardson owner, I'm going to sell him because Baltimore is a place any, for... Yeah, I don't want anyone that ends up in Baltimore. Baltimore is a place where all receivers go to die forever. Yep. So, definitely. Have him, sell him, get rid of him. If he goes out and kills it, I'm sorry. Not sorry. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about uh, Bruce Ellington out of Houston? I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to say he stays. Um, Braxton Miller hasn't shown anything since he came into the league. And uh, when Ellington was given the chance, he proved to be a capable playmaker for him. Averaging, like, I think it was 10 or 12 fantasy points for four of the five weeks that he started. Um, yeah, I'm going to say he goes. Uh, just for the simple fact, if... The Texans are far ways away from being a Super Bowl contending team. Well, not far, but they're still a ways away, especially in the AFC. So they're going to need to get younger and better at their wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. So in, in order to do that, I think they're going to get rid of Bruce Ellington, bring in a younger guy. That's why I think he leaves. You agree with that? I could see it. All right. And I, I don't think I mean, Bruce Ellington's like a household name no, where they have but to with, be But when you have young guys so. like Watson and Nuke, you have to start building your offense with younger guys. Wait, is that guy's name Nuke? It's DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, his nickname's Nuke. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a fucking bomb. sweet nickname. Holy Man, shit. He's a baller. It's like sure. Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. But uh, <laughs> I just give you a hard time for saying this. I think he would sign with the Bears. That would be a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 just give him a hard time. about that. <laughs> that's great. But... Uh, if you think about it, the Bears have a lot of holes on the wide receiver portion. Right? Yeah, I mean, they, like, can they literally just they sign four or five of them and yeah. hope a couple work. So I think they go out and draft one, and they sign a vet like Bruce Ellington to be a band-aid wide receiver. Like you hear about band-aid quarterbacks, he's going to play a year or two there, and then you're going to eventually see that guy, that rookie that they draft this year, take over his spot. So I can see him going to the Bears. He's not going to command a bunch of money because he is older. So I, I think it would be a good fit for him. It's definitely not... The greatest fantasy spot, but with the name with Bruce Ellington, you're not going to go to I mean, your he, best fantasy spot. Yeah, so. it's just he's a wide receiver five, probably. Yeah, no matter where he goes. Yeah, in fantasy at least. Unless he finds a way. Well, no, even on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, <'cause. laughs> because Tom Brady's racist. <laughs> All right, what about uh, Montel Williams? Oops. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Tyrell Williams, uh, restricted free agent out of Los Angeles. <laughs> You're an idiot, Nick. All right, I'm going to say that uh, he goes. Uh, he'll be cheap if he's not tendered, and if he is tendered, I don't think they're going to use a first or second round tag on him with the uh, receivers that the Chargers have currently. They want to get Mike Williams some more time. Uh, and then they got Keenan Allen, of course. Where do you think? What do you think? Uh, my one question for you oh, is... Oh, like, actually, I also wanted to add this in. He could. I think he's going to go to Indy because his former wide receiver coach for the Chargers is their offensive coordinator now. Yeah. And I see it being a good pairing, especially if Moncrief leaves. Tyrell can go in. They're back to... You're, you're talking about Keenan? Keenan Allen. No, like home of the Good Burger? Oh, God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Seriously? I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, nobody else. So that's our that generation. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, my question for you then is, who is, if they get rid of Tyrell Williams, who's going to take a spot? 
who else they got there? Travis Benjamin. Yeah, Travis Benjamin. See, I think but they... I, isn't he a free agent too, I think? No. Mm-hmm. Not from what I saw. He could be. But he no, is going to be so. because I, I see them keeping Tyrell Williams and then getting rid of another wide receiver like Travis Benjamin to make... To cut down that group a little bit more. I think Travis Benjamin and Tyrell do a lot of the same things. Yeah, but I and think Tyrell Travis does it Benjamin's better. already under contract. Yeah, but Ty- Tyrell does it better, and he's younger, and they're going to want that. Like, he had one in one year. Again, I've, I've talked about flashing the pans. That could have been it. But in one year, he had by far a better fantasy year than Travis, ben- Travis Benjamin ever had. So... I think but Travis Benjamin has shown the ability. In that same year that Tyrell broke out, Travis Benjamin had a couple games where he absolutely lit it up, and Tyrell didn't do much. I think you're plug and play guys. They're one in the same. But I think they keep Tyrell because they're going to want a little bigger. I believe. Yeah, they're going to want to keep Tyrell because they're going to want that depth behind Mike Williams because you don't know what his health at. I, he missed all last year, his rookie year. No, you, he didn't miss all of it. He played in like the last eight games. He didn't do much because he didn't see the field because a guy like but, Tyrell was in his way. Well, he's, Mike Williams is going to move ahead of Tyrell, but they're going to keep him there for the depth and for the three wide receiver sets. Tyrell's not a bad wide receiver, so they're going to want to keep him there and to add, just keep weapons. Now, unless they go on and plan on drafting someone, that may change, but I don't see him doing it two years ago. If He's, they draft someone, it's probably a sixth, seventh rounder, yeah. and that's just to take the fourth receiver spot. I mean, if, if they do tender him, I definitely can see the Colts going after him, depending on what they have. I think the Colts. Well, I the think it depends on charges. what tender they. If yeah. they use a first or second round tender, I think he stays a Charger. Yeah, the, but I don't think that's going to happen. My feeling is he's going to stay a Charger. I think uh, that's probably one of the better spots for him. Um, unless he, like we said, Moncrief leaves the Colts, he goes there. But I definitely. And leaning towards that, he's staying a charger. I just, I just think they want that. I life. just love thinking about Luck throwing it to Tyrell. I think that's the kind of guy he needs. Because you got a little speedy guy, you got a big speedy guy on the other side, boom. You're you're in the money-making business. I think, I just think Tyrell, Tyrell uh, stays a charger. I'm not, dis- I'm not completely disagreeing with you. No, but, like I said, I don't completely disagree with you staying either, but. All right, how about we go with uh, John Brown, also known as Mr. Brownstone? Yes, not funny. (laughs) You guys are too young for that one, probably. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I say he goes. I'm going to find out why I say he goes and where he goes a little bit later, but I'm saying he goes to Atlanta. He's going to take over that uh, Gabriel role. He's going to be He's a better all-around wide receiver than him. He's going to add another facet to their offense. I think that is by far the best scenario for him. It gives him another game. It gives him a game-breaking uh, wide receiver on the opposite side of Julio. I think that's one of his his best spot to go to. I could see it. I don't necessarily disagree, but I do agree with you that he's going to go somewhere. I think he needs to get out of a high altitude place. If you didn't know, Arizona is the second highest altitude place city for football in the U.S. And he has sickle cell, so that altitude affects sickle cell. Goddamn sickle cell. But I think if the Packers don't get Moncrief, John Brown would be a great addition as an outside receiver with the Packers. I don't see that one. I just don't think a John a John Brown's a Packers guy, like a Packers wide receiver style guy. A lot of things could change because of the new GM. Exactly. But I just don't I just don't see it right now until I know what 
Gunan Kunst or whatever his name is. Gunan Kunst. What his style is, I can't say that he's going to go to the Packers because I do not see it. You could say the same thing with Moncrief then. Well, Moncrief is more like a cob. No, he's not. Kinda. He's 6'2". Okay, he's taller. Who cares? Cobb, he's more like a cob where he's good on his crossing routes and everything like that. And then he can eventually break it deep. That's what Moncrief does. I honestly think John Brown is great at crossing routes too, so... I mean, he's I a little smaller bodied of a guy, but I he brings the speed that the Packers need. I think. Yeah, I mean, you may be right. I just don't. I just don't see him being a pack. Like knowing the Packers, bring the, the speed. Packers, I don't. I don't see it. That's if he can stay healthy. Yeah. He, well, so. other than his like that, that is true. Other than his sickle cell, he has hamstring issues and everything well, like that's that. What, him. Sickle cell is that's what it does. It prevents your like, healing of uh, tissue injuries. Mm-hmm. Shows how much I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that explains it. <laughs> so basically, you just and Ty Montgomery has the same or... uh, same thing. He has sickle cells. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I know that. I just didn't know what it did. Yep. Nick, next guy. Right on. Uh, Jordan Matthews out of Buffalo. Oh shit! We agree again. <laughs> you God fuckers! Damn it. This is this is getting a little weird. I it's we just, never agree. I don't think there's this enough. Is, yeah, of this is I wouldn't say never agree, but well, we there, rarely agree. There's not. Yeah, the, we, the we, alcohol level isn't high enough yet. I believe. <laughs> just wait. It's getting there. It'll go. We get towards I'm the on end two. of the podcast. But um, <laughs> we both think that he's gonna stay because Buffalo needs wide receivers more than I don't even know. AP needed his knee that year he tore his ACL. AP's kid needed that switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a better one. Too soon, though. It's plenty nah, of time it's been now. a couple of years. Good. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Damn, See, PG. I was supposed to come joke. up with that <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. He's, Anything you wanted to add? Yeah. He's definitely staying. Um, you have Calvin Benjamin, Jordan Reed, and Zay Jones. Not Jordan Reed. Jordan Matthews. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Who but knows? Jordan, you had switches and little boys on your mind. <laughs> but Jordan Matthews, I think they're going to stick with that for one more year. Um, hopefully, Kelvin Benjamin loses a couple 50 pounds. Yeah, at least. And it kind of helps him out. Jordan, But Jordan Matthews needs to move inside to be good. That's his bread and butter is playing in the slot. You can't force him to play outside. But I know. I mean, and being 6'3", you'd be like, oh, he's a perfect outside receiver. But he's not. So I think, I think what they need to do is they... I know he has Zay Jones guys, but I think they need to bring another guy go on the outside. Er, Zay Jones, let him develop. Give yeah, him you, a, give you him put, a, no. You can't give him the snaps he needs if you bring another guy in. You, you could easily bring in another guy. How does often it, do doesn't the need Bills to be a big name guy. Receiver sets. Doesn't need to be big a big name guy. Bring in a guy and make different packages for him and Zay Jones. Another guy to help you on outside because you don't want Zay Jones taking all the reps and getting his confidence down. You just don't want to do it. It's just the way it is, Mitch. This is it's just like it's just Dude. like Kaiser Kaiser with the quarterback. Him going in, getting taken out, going in, getting taken out because he's been bad. Completely shot yeah, his. But Zay confidence. Jones hasn't been getting benched. That's the thing. But he's been struggling, and it's been clear. Yeah, because Tyrod didn't get him the fucking well, yeah, ball. He doesn't have the greatest quarterback, but that's get a not guy gonna who change. Get him the ball. The guy had two hundred and twenty something targets. The in quarterback. The quarterback caught a fucking huge percentage of them. The quarterbacks is not going to change though. Good. Who's who are you going to bring in? I don't know. It Sam Bradford, Jay Cutler. They're not going to bring Jay. in Sam Bradford. He may not even play. 
He played one game and was out the whole year because of his knee again. It's still worth it. No, how is that worth it? One game? You're not going to... No, I'm saying to bring a guy in who can actually throw the ball accurately. For one game, and then he has to go up because he has to get his knee scoped. You don't know that's going to happen again? It. He has had problems with his knee the whole just career. Other year. He had problems he with his knee his whole just career. Other year. The thing that's not going to change, Mitch, is that he's it, had a history of having knee problems. Why are you going to take that risk? He's had a history of knee problems with his Tanya Harding in their locker room. <laughs> Hitting him or hiring her uh, boyfriend to <laughs> break his leg. Taking the bats to the knee? Come on. <laughs> Whatever. You're not bringing, I Sam, Bradford in. You're not bringing nope. Sam Bradford nope. in and change that thing nope. around. That's how you know Mitch is wrong because he just keeps on interrupting you. You're saying the same <laughs> shit over and over. Well, Mitch is wrong about a lot of things. Usually. Thank you, Nick. You want to ship this year? Are we going on the next guy here? Yeah. Yep, let's do it. All right, I've been waiting for this guy. It's the uh, long-lost son of Peter Gabriel from the band Genesis. Uh, wait, what's his actual name? I forget. Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Taylor. Go <laughs> Taylor ahead, guys. Gabriel. All right, at first, I thought he was going to stay because he'd be a cheap third option. And then I saw a little farewell note from him on Twitter to the Fel- saying thanks to the Falcons organization. So I do think he's going to leave. Uh, where? Think quick. You don't have it on there. Think um, quick. Browns? <laughs> I think it the came bra- from the Browns. Was that Browns? a question? <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's, they're saying that Terrell Pryor could end up with the Browns again. That's different because he, they tried to trade for him again. Yeah, whatever. They didn't go out and try to trade for Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, he wasn't on the market. But I think that the Browns could use a slot receiver. They don't have a true slot guy there right now. And I actually believe if they were to bring in Terrell Pryor, that would be bad because they have three guys who don't play the slot. Yeah, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, I I say he leaves too. Um, But other than saying the Browns, I'm going to go with they're going to kind of slyly make a little trade with Arizona here in free agency. He's going to go to Arizona and be the burner. Did you switch yours? You had something else there before. Oh, I definitely switched it. What did you have before? I don't know. Replaces <laughs> Browns. He had replaces yeah, Browns gonna... as a burner. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns. Oh, Jerron and yeah. John. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to replace Jerron and John Brown as the burner in Arizona. I could see that, actually. That is a good one. Um, oh, so I thought you guys were talking about the team, the Browns. No, they're definitely they had two receivers, Jerron and John Brown. That's how you know you know nothing about football. No, I don't. I'm just here to... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Say information. Um, you, we all know Arizona loves their speed guys. And they don't get much faster than Taylor Gabriel. He and is he is always one of the fastest players on yep, the field. He has proven time and time again, doesn't matter who you're going to put on him, one time in that game, he's going to beat him deep just because of speed alone. He'll have and one that's catch what, for 68 yards and a touchdown. And that's what the Browns did. Well, the players, the two players, not yeah, the Browns. Jerron Holy shit, this is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they did. They they weren't fantastic. Like John Brown was a better route runner. Jerron Brown and JJ Nelson, they're more well, of JJ Nelson is still there. Yeah, but I still think they bring in Taylor Gabriel. Well, they also like need speed two outside receivers because yeah. Fitz only plays the slot now. So they they love their speed too much. They're gonna he's gonna go there, and I think he's gonna have a decent year. It's not gonna be like their run to the Super Bowl. But he's going to have a decent year. They use their speed a lot. Yes. Yeah, speed is well, actually, good. We'll see how it works with their new coaching staff. Because oh, yeah. that was that a whole change. Arians thing. Yeah, that could now change. they bring in a defensive guy as their head coach. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. I didn't look at no that. Idea. But, oh, I guess we'll see. But if it were still Arians there, I could definitely see that being an option. 
Uh, well, we're gonna play some games, I guess. Uh, but before we do that, the uh, hookah's loaded, so we should take a break. The hookah. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Uh, hopefully, you guys haven't passed out, because uh, Mitch and BJ have. So I'm gonna do this by myself. Here we go. We're gonna do a lightning round. <laughs> I'm gonna ask questions, and uh, they're gonna tell you if they're gonna go or not. Ask a fucking question. Uh, okay. Brandon Coleman. He's going. Goes. Too good at drafting wide receivers. Danny Amendola. Also gone. Want to say stays because he's white, but he goes. Willie Sneed. Another guy who is gone. Goes maybe to the Patriots. Eric Decker. I'd say that for every guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he goes as well. Too much talent in Tennessee. Yeah, goes. Too many young players maybe to the Chiefs. And Mike Wallace. He's gone too. Goes. No one wants him. Old. Sucks. All the above. So, did anybody stay on that one? Nope. nope. Holy shit. They all suck. Hey, Except for Willie. Willie? stole my Chiefs thing. What, what? are you guys, what are you guys arguing about now? Oh. Oh. All right. Stole my well, thing. Well, if they don't get trail prior, I think that's what the way that they kill. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the running backs now. I think same thing. Same style format. Lightning. No, no we're no, not no, doing no, the lightning no. yet. That's at we're the end of the We're slowing it down, backs. yep, and then we'll speed it up. Oh, you, nobody put that in my goddamn ma script here. Well, if I you read the thing. Jesus Christ. What? Where? This is at a the mess. bottom. I'm, I can edit that. This is a mess. <laughs> uh, it just says, our, if it's the lightning round, I'm going to say the lightning round. Well, yeah, but that's what this whole thing was. B. This is all under... Oh, no, shit. You're right. He's a fucking idiot. All right. Our producer's on drugs. So are... <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> uh, that's how you put filler into a show. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to talk about uh, running back free agents now. Because I assume we already did the uh, wide receivers. Yep. Okay. First one's pretty easy. Yeah. Levon Bell from Pitts. Le'Veon Bell. Come on. Whatever. Finally butchered a name. I was yes. For that. All right. You want to go first? I think we're going to say the exact same. Yeah, he stays. Uh, offense is too high powered with him. Why fuck with it? And I also think that the only other team who could afford him would be a shit team, and he doesn't want to go play for a shit team. 100 mil to go to the Jets. That's what he said. And he said fuck that. <laughs> and he still said fuck that. So, yeah, he stays. Next. Lightning. <laughs> no, we're not doing no, lightning. You said you I just know, I yelled kidding. at me. I was kidding. You son Nick. of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Deion Lewis in New England. All right, I think he goes. The Patriots are way too stingy. They're not going to spend money, and I I look for him to be the lightning to Derrick Henry's thunder with the Titans. You I, are extremely gay. Fuck you, motherfucker. But as I was saying, <laughs> I feel like. The Titans, they could really use a pass catching back. I don't think they see Derrick Henry as a receiving back. And the quick twitch that Dion has would be perfect in open space. Especially yeah. with a new offensive coordinator, that offense is going to be completely different. Um, I, I, and my initial thought that he was going to go too, but then over the weekend I heard a report that the Patriots are already looking into re-signing him. So, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm switching my stance. I say he stays. Um, usually if the parachute wants a guy, he fucking stays around, and you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Had to get a little fat That's going to clear the room out. Oh, fucking Mike picked that one up. <laughs> um, no, I, 
if the, the Patriots wants a guy to stay on their team, Bill Belichick is going to talk him into staying on their team. And he has a role on the team. That role is never going to be taken away. They love him. I think he stays. They're not going to pay him. Bill Belichick will make him stay on his team. He'll lock him in a fucking room, whip him until he said, signs a fucking contract. Holy you know, shit, no, someday... You think he's a racist. I was saying Tom Brady. I I'm not calling anybody someday a racist. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to hear in the news that Bill Belichick has people locked in his basement. Torture chambers. Yeah, I, 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 actually, I think chamber. he's probably a serial killer. There's, there's, there's um, only one way he gets all those other players That's why the players go missing every week. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give him a call and he murders them. Oh, boy. But no, I think he stays. I don't think he's going to com- command that much money either. I, especially a hometown discount. I talk him into it. There, he's not going to take a hometown discount. He hasn't made enough money. Are you in his mind? He hasn't you know made enough thinking? money in his career. It's he's a running back. Super Bowls. It's a running back. Running backs take the money he's that winning they can Super get because they have a short career. Next guy. Next. Super Bowls. What? Next guy is uh, Carlos Hyde. Hyde. San Francisco. So is this Dr. Jekyll oh, or Dr. Hyde? Oh my god, shut up. Carlos Hyde is my guy. These guys. I think that he's going to leave and he's going to go to a team like Tampa Bay and he's going to complete a very good looking young offense. Except for uh, what's his name? Deshaun Jackson. He's not too young. Um, yeah. I don't I don't like Tampa Bay. I I just their offense well, is so bad. Another day, motherfucker. I was I say nothing good about Tampa Bay. Yeah, when I like Chris Godwin. That's because he's on my team. But no, I, their <laughs> offense would looked awful last year, and it was supposed to be a breakout season for them. That's because they um, didn't have a running game, except for Peyton Barber against the Packers. But who I, didn't have a running game against the Packers? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I guess yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. That was his only good game. I st- I agree with you though that Carlos Hyde goes, um, but I say he goes to. Somewhere like the Giants, maybe the Seahawks. Okay, you want to say the Seahawks and talk about a bad performing offense? They were an awful offense last year. But they've proved that they can be good with a running game. Tampa Bay didn't have a running game. What What did Tampa Bay ever prove? Dude, they're a young they're team and Winston played hurt all season. Again, the excuse for everybody coming. He did play hurt. <laughs> but that is the excuse coming from every down performance. But, no, I, I, I think... I, to get back to your Giants, I feel like that would be also a great landing spot. But after the combine this weekend, I think there's no way Saquon gets past the Giants. Yeah, they're and they're not going to sign someone for that fact. That's why I think his landing spot is going to be the Seahawks. Um, they need a lead guy. They don't have it. Without, granted, they need to retool their offensive line, but they need to get a lead running back. Well, they find and a new running back that they love every fucking year. The guy plays four games and then is hurt the rest of the season. Yep. But Carlos Hyde is not going to be that. That's the type of running back they want. They want a physical running back. That's the type of running back they want. So it fits their scheme. I think it works best. I think that's where he has his best. And season. Carlos Hyde finally proved this last year that he can stay healthy for a whole yep. season. So that, I like that a lot. I especially think that's where his best season comes if he goes to the Seahawks. They have weapons. They have Russell Wilson, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I think that's the best spot for him. And their uh, coach is really good at chewing gum. Oh, yeah. No, I fucking hate that guy. A horse mouth. <laughs> okay, Mr. Uh, Crawley. Oh, Isaiah Crowell. Crowell. Whatever. You know what I fucking meant. He's another guy that I think goes. Uh, the Browns showed that they like Duke a lot. And when Duke's given the ball, he plays pretty well. But I see 
Crowell going to the Patriots and filling that LeGarrette Blunt role if they cut Gillisley because they can do it without any cap casualty. I could see that. Um, Patriots is definitely a spot to go for underperforming uh, players. Yeah, they, they always injured. bring in a guy who hasn't done much lately, and then they bring him in, and the guy somehow becomes a star. Yeah, um, I I agree. He goes. I mean, the Browns need to make room for Barkley somehow. <laughs> you have you have Duke, and then you have Barkley. You have no room for Crowell. Simple as that. They're gonna get him, especially after seeing his combine. I wouldn't be surprised if they take him right away. Oh my god, it's it was ridiculous. Um, but other than who'd you say he goes to again? Patriots. Patriots. I don't see him going to the Patriots. I see him going to the Giants. We were just talking about maybe. Giants aren't going to sign a running back just in case they can get saved. Yeah, but, too. but I don't think Corral's going to be a first-week guy. He had such a bad year. That yeah, I, think no, he, I, I think he'll I be there see. by the end of the draft, and they'll be like, all right, we didn't get him. We're going to need to find someone to play with Darkwa and get Corral. I feel like he has a pretty similar game to Darkwa, though. I know, but it, you don't need different games if you know what you want to do. I mean, eh, I don't know. I just, eh, whatever. But, I think that may be his best spot. I'm not a huge Coel believer. I know there's people out there that love him. I like his talent. I don't love it. I yeah. think he's a, a solid running back. Yeah. He so got stuck in his really, situation. really picking his spot was is tough because he's not like good. He wasn't awful. He's kind of that middle of the road guy. That he's a two down really, back as well. He's yeah. not much of a receiver. That I mean, literally so any team could any team could sign him just for depth. Mm-hmm. You know, a solid depth. But I think fantasy purposes, if you're looking for a good year, the Jets is probably the one because they'll be able to get them and still have money to retool their offensive line. I do think that we're about to break a tier where these first four guys that we were talking about are the guys that have a chance to be a starter somewhere. And then after this, these are more of your role guys. Yeah, I have, well, I have one guy. that I think would be a starter, but we all get to him. All right, next, Nick. All right, Rex Burkhead, New England. Um, I say he goes kind of what um, – I think he goes to Tennessee because they're going to need somewhat of a receiving back there. Kind of like what I said with yep. Deion. He's not, obviously, he's not as quick as Deion, not as shifty as Deion, but he can go out there, he can catch the ball, he'll be a good compliment. Every to time Henry. he touches the ball, he looks good. So. Yeah, so he'll be a good compliment to Henry. I think he'll get a lot of reps there, especially on third downs. I think you'll have a solid fantasy season there. At least would be a guy that you wouldn't completely dread plugging in on five weeks. Obviously, you would want someone better, but you wouldn't dread it. I feel there's a couple different guys that fit the same role that could just plug in and be that back for the Titans. Yeah. As I'm going to say later. But um, I also think that Burkhead goes, but I, I see him going to the Jets. The Jets aren't sold on anyone they have right now. They really do hate Bilal Powell for some odd reason. I think he's a pretty yeah, solid player, and they just they're, don't want to give him a shot. Yeah. They're, they're saying that he's not uh, starting back, but every time he, he gets a start, he does good. Well, like, was I don't two get two years it. ago when he was lit the world on fire the last like Well, even, even last year when Matt Forte was out, he went out there and he produced well and gave a huge bump to fantasy owners. Yeah, so I really don't get it. Not expecting yeah. yeah. So they're messing up there, but yeah, that leaves the door open for someone coming else coming in to fill that spot. So if you're holding on to Aguirre, Aguirre really just hang on to him. And I you can even have to see what a, happens. A Burkhead, Bilal, Burke, and uh, Powell, three-headed monster in that backfield. I don't know if they're going to commit to anyone unless they sign. Aguirre. 
And you said Paula twice. Oh, I thought I said McGuire. But yeah, no, I, I don't like I, I'm not a huge fan of McGuire. Like I had him on a team and he didn't he didn't really produce. That's why I got rid of him. I got an offer for him. I got rid of him. Granted, it was for Martellus Bennett, and the fucker decided to say to retire. <laughs> now he's saying he's coming back, so that kind of ended up fucking me. But I didn't give up much for him. McGuire could easily have a solid year, could easily do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait and see on that one. All right, Nick. All right, we got uh, Jarek McKinnon. Doug Martin. Yeah, you skipped a guy. Oh, shit. Doug Martin. All right, this is the guy that I think he's going to go somewhere and he's going to get a chance to start. Um, this is, again, going back to what you're saying with Crowell going to the Patriots. I think he fits that role. Guy, older guy that didn't really do much, goes to the Patriots and revitalizes his career. Um, when I look at him, I kind of see a Patriots back. Um, granted, he has had a lot of couple, three awful, awful years. But I think this is a guy that the Patriots would take a chance in, if they get they obviously have to get rid of some of the running backs, especially if they're trying to bring on Deion Lewis again. So that I think that's would be his best spot. Other than that, I don't know where he would go. I honestly don't see much out of Doug anymore. I think that he may even be out of the league. He may sign in midseason due to an injury to someone somewhere. But if you look at his stats the last two years. I know yards per carry isn't like a final say of anything, but he's only averaged 2.9 yards per carry each of his last two seasons. And he's been injured so much. And on top of that, he had that four-game suspension to start last year. I think someone would bring him on just for depth. Um, Obviously, you can't really pinpoint it, but... I mean, yeah, I could see him also going somewhere being a second, third-string running back, but he's not going to... I don't see him getting a whole lot of fantasy relevancy. Going All right, now we'll go to uh, Jarek McKinnon. This time I'm right. <laughs> That's a first. I see him, another guy that I see going to the Titans to potentially be that lightning. And uh, he's shown the type of player that he is. And some for some reason, the Vikings just didn't continue to give him the workload. But I feel like he's a guy where if... Derrick Henry were to go down, you can plug him in as your full-time back if he's hurt. Um, I agree with you that he th- he's going to go. I don't agree with you their spot. Now, I kind of have to think about this because I'm switching it last minute. Um, when I had Deion Le- Lewis leaving, I had him going to the Lions because they like the faster, the shiftier backs. And I kind of see Jarek McKinnon being a – he's a faster back. He has some moves to him, but he has the body, body type to run the ball. Where if you look at Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick, they don't. So I think the Lions would bring him hit, bring him in, and they would kind of they're done with Amir Abdullah. That experiment is over. Yeah, it's completely done. So they're going to combine his body type for early work and mix in Theo Riddick like they always want wanted to. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think that what the Lions do is they've tried this with their small bodied backs. Now I mean Jarek McKinnon isn't quite the same size or whatever but he's still a smaller bodied guy yeah, i think but, that they're ready to move on get a big back bring theo in for third downs but the thing is they love their smaller shiftier backs even going all the way back to reggie bush so there is a trend yeah, but there i think, I think they're gonna stick with that's it. what i'm saying and it's, I think not, they it's not like ran Jerry, their experiment and they're like fuck it we need a but it's a not like Jared mckinnon is like a reggie bush or amir abdullah he is a bigger body not 
the biggest five nine two oh five. He's but little. He's, he's a little guy. He has some muscle to him. Well, yeah, but he's. I'm just saying he's little. I think. Yeah. If you think they're gonna go out and bring in a Carlos Hyde because he's big, or not like not Carlos Hyde, but a guy like like Crowell, I could see also going. Yeah, I, I wish I would have thought of that it. up until you brought up your Lions thing. I don't see it, but that's where I see. It. I now think that he's gonna go. I did say that he was gonna go share time with San Fran in San Francisco. Just because I know well, that's Shanahan the same situation Shan- there, they have a bunch of smaller body Shanahan, guys. Shanahan, but Shanahan likes the smaller, quicker bo- body guys. Look, look back in Atlanta. I mean, obviously, Kevin's a big obviously, dude. Kevin's six one two fifteen. He's not. That's not that big. Six one. That's a big well, running back. Height really does. When you're playing a running back, does height really even matter? It's not like you're gonna go up and try to jump over a guy. Receiving routes. When, it's not like you're gonna try you're to jump, jump over, over a guy. Well, no, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if you're hurdling someone because their head's down, you're hurdling someone because their head's down, and you can jump that eye. But it's not like you're going to try to jump over a, over a guy and try to catch something oh, over it's him. it's been done. It's been done, but that's not what you're expecting out of your wide receiver, so does height really matter? I'm just saying, that's not the same kind of guy. That it, I think that's what they're looking for, and Shanahan has proved that he is, it's worked under his system, going back to Kevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. So that's I think not that's the same work. pairing. No shit, it's not the same pairing. It's not the same players. Brita and McKinnon are like the exact same mold. Coleman and Freeman are different style backs. A little bit, not much. I mean, Freeman's Freeman a, is, power, Freeman is a more, little power more back, and Tevin is a one cut slasher. Right, but that that was only my second thing. I think he lines bring him in. To be honest. Next. Nice. All uh, right, uh, Alfred Morris. All right, I'm going to switch mine up here since you wanted to switch yours up. <laughs> and I'm also going to say that he go, or I'm going to say that he goes, but I'm going to say, El- wait, did you even say Alfred Morris? Yes. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to say he goes to the Lions. Be that first, second down back, then they bring in Theo. I think Alfred Morris and Alfred first. showed really well while uh, Zeke was out last year. All right, two things. You could literally bring anybody off the street. Well, any physical person, I mean, any athletic person off the streets, go play behind running back behind that offensive line in Dallas, and they'll do decent. Actually, they were ranked pretty low last year as offensive and, line to go because they had a couple injuries on yeah, the offensive line. Yeah, they, but they eventually got healthy. But but Alfred Morris, in his defense, even when they had the injured offensive line, he did do good. I'm not saying he's a bad back. But I do think his first and second down time is kind of over. Um, I think he's a guy that he needs to come in and give a guy a breather. And that's why I agree with you that he's going to leave. He's obviously not going to stay behind Zeke where he's not going to get anywhere. That's just what it is. I think he's going to go. He's going to go to over to the Bills, and he's going to be that guy that goes in and relieves Shady so, they, so the Bills don't have to – run shady as much as they have. Yeah, I could see that happening. I don't think that's... I mean, Alf, like you said, Alfred Morris is a good... did good in Dallas when he had his when he had his shot. He can do easily do the same thing over there in Bills. I actually think have. there's a lot of these lower-tier running backs that could fit into the... The Bills just need a guy who can step in and they do shady. That's and, all uh, it is. Like, really. like you said, no. Like, like you said, a lot of these guys could go there and do it, but we got to pick where their best fantasy spot is, and that's where I think it is. All right, uh, Jeremy Hill in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I says a lot of people say that he's gone. I know they're gonna give Mixon 
a lot of the work. But I say that he stays because just because the organization loves him, he's not going to command a lot of money. Um, I know they have it's, – it's tough because they have GO2. Um, but organizational love is the key here, and I think they're going to keep him around just because of that. Yeah, but I, I don't think so. I think he's gone. The GM already said they were moving on from him. This was a month ago already, I believe. And I think he's another guy that could go to the Pats and be the hammer, be the LeGarrette Blunt role for them. Yeah, it's tough. I flip-flopped on this a lot. But when I went over to going, I couldn't really find a spot, you know. There's not, there's no real home for, like, Jeremy Hill where all you have is your size. You're not really that freakishly athletic or quick. Oh, so after that first guy. season, I thought he was going to be such a good player. And then, yeah. yeah. He did. He showed a lot, and then he fell off the hill. But that's the risk with these the running hill. backs. Nice little pun. Yeah. No pun. Yeah. But and there's this risk with these running backs. It really is. They can go and kill it. For a few years, and four years, they're done. Yeah, I so. mean, hashtag two to three year window. Yep. All right. Speaking of Legarrette Blunt. All right. I think he goes as well. I'm not sure if it'll happen, but I could see the Chargers desperately needing a power back to for third and one, fourth and one goal line situations, because Melvin's not a very big guy, and I think that. He would fit in perfectly going in and just stealing touchdowns there. And yeah, I think that that offense is on its way up, even though everyone says that every year. <laughs> but I, they're a high-scoring offense, and I think that he'd get a lot of goal-line situations there. The only, the only reason I worry about that is because they like Eckler. Um, but, I mean, that's another he's, little he's guy. Not, yeah, he's not a power back, but how, how do you disperse the touches so well, you still get Melvin – him and they're gonna use Eckler because they like him. Well, yeah, I'm s- saying that Laguerre will go there for his one purpose: third and one, fourth and one goal line. That's so are you it. saying this is in this situation it'll kind of be suck for Laguerre because that's how he only gets a couple of carries unless he's gonna be touchdown dependent. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be completely touchdown dependent, but uh, there's also games where he could score three touchdowns on three yards on three carries. Mm-hmm. All right, I agree. He's gone. Um, they brought a guy in for a reason. They like. Corey Clement. Yeah, over they there. really like Corey Clement. Um, so he's he's his days in Philly are done, even though he wants to stay. Um, he's a journey running back. He's obviously gonna go. Who's gonna pay him the most money? But I think his yeah, he's won his rings already. Yeah, his so. his best landing spot, fantasy purposes would probably be the Colts. You have a young running back in Marlon Mack. He's gonna get the early stuff. And then, like you said, he's going to be their third and one goal line situation back, and he's going to go in there and he's going to. I understand. He's going to do that, but this way he's going to have more of a role spelling Marlon Mack than he will in. Yeah, I I thought the same. I was thinking the Colts could be a spot too, but I just thought that he the Chargers offense is a little more high powered. He need to have better chances to score there. I, yeah, I like it. And that's why I, I like I like the that Chargers it's, for that. It's high powered, but I think he'll be able to get more. Less goal line work with the Colts because obviously Mario Mack's not a machine. He can't play every down. So I think that that would be his best bet. But obviously, journeyman, running back, going to go where the money's at. That's where it is. Another reason I could see him going there is because the Colts are also in the mix for Saquon. They could still sign LeGarrette Blunt to have a role. And then if they end up get having Saquon fall to him, like they can just toss him to third down back and not ever use him. Like, yeah, exactly. 
it's not going to be a big waste of money. Exactly. All right, Nick, next. All right, we're on to uh, Orleans Darqua. No. Uh, I think he stays. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think he's going to get the workload that he got last year, but he is a serviceable back for him. He proved it last year with their shitty offensive line. Yeah, he had um, a nice little run down the stretch of the season too. Yep. I think they're going to move on from Perkins, even though he's young. He proved that he was a bum. The guy has no vision. Um, He's kind of like your boy, Trent. Trent, yeah, I did like Trent. <laughs> but uh, he's going to stay. He's going to work with Gallman and – him and whoever they bring in, I think they have kind of have to bring in another guy, kind of solidify that group. If they get Barkley, all that's out the window. Well, and another thing is, Darkwa is going to be cheap too. Yeah. It's not like someone's going to go out there and sign him to a big deal. Okay, he didn't set the world on fire last year, so he's not he's not going to get a lot of money. Dude was a spark freak though. He killed it yeah. at every facet of the combine. So I, I I think he stays, but if if he gets if they get Barkley, if for some reason the Browns don't take him number one. Like, now reports said they're considering it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens with him then. Well, I mean, by the time the draft they, even comes around, he'll probably already be re-signed, is what I think. But the, but the thing and the problem was that, too, they liked Wayne Gallman. Oh, they're both going to be reserve players. They're not going to be shit if they sign Saquon. Saquon's going to go in, and he's going to be a yeah. every down back. Only when he's gassed is when he's going to sit. Yeah. Um, All right, I know this, this guy. guy. He's an old... Uh, Hometown hero? No, I don't think he's so much of a hero, but let's uh, talk about Eddie Lacy. Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> he's from, he's, he's gone. He's bro- taking his fat ass straight to McDonald's. <laughs> gone. I was going to say he has to re- he's going to retire because he's too fat to pass a physical <laughs> because he ate so much McDonald's this offseason. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep, he's done. Uh, he had his chance and with here in Green Bay. And even in Seattle, where they put him at a weight loss program, and he proved that he can't stay at a game-ready weight. Well, I mean, and if you go to a team that needs that much help at running back and still can't help, like... They had no, yeah, they had no running backs this year. They were starting a converted wide receiver. Yeah, just like the Packers were, but the Packers had another year of experience in them. Yeah. But he had... Yeah, he got no playing time, and they had no running backs. That's, <laughs> That's when you know uh, something's wrong. It's yeah, another yeah. sad story. Wisconsin claims another one. <laughs> yep. That's what he happened. To, he he came got to depressed, and he started going to McDonald's because he yeah. wasn't getting his snaps. <laughs> God damn it. All right, that's going to be the end of whatever the hell that just was. Free agent running backs. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a little break. All right, we're going to take a break and... Drink some beer, I don't know. Whatever these guys want to do. Jerk off. I'm going to finish Sounds up. Uh, Handle it Tito's quick. <laughs> ah! Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in a bit. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to do another little game, another lightning round, I think, but this time with the running backs. So, you guys know how it goes. Ready? Set go. Thomas Rawls. I think he stays. Goes, bringing in a new running back. Mike Davis? Um, I'm going to say he goes. Yeah, he goes. Don't know where. Not that good. Damien Williams goes. Goes. Didn't really prove much last year. I also think that uh, the Dolphins may bring in C.J. Anderson. Possibility. If he gets cut. Jamal Charles. Goes. I don't think much is left in the tank for him. God, you're such a douchebag. Ah, ah. <laughs> he checked his line. <laughs> next. Next. There is no next. On to free agent tight ends. 
not a lightning round, so you guys can discuss a little bit, I guess. Uh, we'll start with Trey Burton in Philadelphia. I think he goes. Um, I think he's ready to get out of the backup role. I can see him being a top 10 tight end in the NFL, and I think he's going to go to my team, the Packers, who desperately need a tight end, a young one. Uh, yeah, I kind of hope he goes to the Packers, but I don't see it happening. I think uh, New Orleans admits that they fucked up with Fleener, toss him to the curb and bring him in and get another playmaking tight end in their system. Yeah, that could be too. Jimmy Graham, he's still around? Yes, yes he oh, is. Shit. I think he goes, and I think he's going to have a reunion with the Saints. Yeah, um, I mean, that could barely possibly happen, but you, reunions don't really work that well, so... I kind of hope this is the guy the Packers bring in. It's more realistic. Um, well, yeah, but you really want them to sign another old dude at the end of his career? I mean, he's he didn't have a bad year last year. So Touchdown-wise, he had a great year. Yard-wise, not so but much. But then again, Seahawks is a run-oriented team that never really fit his style. He wasn't really a blocker. He's always a receiving tight end. And the Packers, you saw what he did with A-Rod did with Finley, give him another big receiving tight end. They're going to be a scary fucking offense if that happens. Yeah, I also wouldn't mind Jimmy Graham coming to the Packers. That would be a good spot. Yep, that would be great, actually. I'd love it. All right, Nick. Uh, little pre-jizz before the season. Oh, yeah, you're more tell at the second. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> not going to quit on us. Yeah, probably not. Austin Safarian Jenkins. I think he stays. Uh, when he was there last year after his suspension, he proved to be a capable tight end target. He's young. He's pretty athletic. He's huge. And he also had, like, three touchdowns that weren't called touchdowns because the NFL doesn't know what a fucking catch is. Yeah, I, I think he stays, too. It just gives him another piece, young piece, to build around for the future. They're still a couple of years off. They need to find themselves a quarterback. I think he stays. I'll give him another piece. Tyler Eifert. Eifert. Eifert, of like the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Go. Oh, my God. Oh, Cincinnati, I think he's with, right? Yeah, sure. Was. Was. All right, I say he goes. Um, there's a lot of risk going with him with his injuries, so I don't... High risk, high reward. I don't know where he's going to go. I think that someone's going to give him a shot to come in and prove themselves. There's a lot of teams out there that need tight ends. I would love to see him to go to Denver. Um, They have two good wide receivers on their team already. Adding in a tight end with that, I think they would be able to make it work even if they had to start the shitty Brock Osweiler. I think it would help make them serviceable and potentially get them back into the playoffs. I I don't know. We'll see. I think that he's going to go as well, but I think his best landing spot would be to go to the Texans. They don't really have a standout tight end right now. It's just a bunch of guys that get hurt every year. I think they had four or five tight ends end up on IR last year, which is just outrageous. Which, I mean, Eifert could be the sixth for them next yeah. year because of what his injury history is. But I think it'll let, it'll go somewhere, preferably the Texans, on a one-year prove-it deal. See if he can stay healthy for at least 12 games. I think if you're on a prove-it deal, you'd like him to stay healthy for all of them. Well, yeah, but I'm just, saying it, I'm just saying I'd rather him stay healthy for at least 12 than the four that he's usually healthy for. I mean... I'm with you. I don't think he signs for much longer than one year, no matter where he goes. Um, 
But you got to remember, the Texans have C.J. Fedorowicz, which is he's always been a productive tight end one playing. No. So he has. But he has, though. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but he has. <laughs> look at the stats. You're I have. I look at it every year. He has always been a productive tight end. No. He's not a tight end number one, but he's been productive. All right. Cameron Brait. Uh, yeah, I think he stays. Um, I mean, he's a restricted free agent, so they're going to put a tender on him. Uh, I know they like O.J. Howard, so I don't think it's going to be a high tender. Um, if someone does go after him, I think it's going to be Baltimore. They're going to try to bring in a tight end, finally bring in a tight end, after Todd Heap and Dennis Pitta got hurt. They really haven't had one, so I think they're going to try to bring him in and revitalize that tight end spot for him. How long ago was Todd feel like he was so long ago. He was, but that was their last real productive tight end. Pitta was close, but then he also got hurt two years in a row and had a call quit. Didn't he fuck his hip up two yeah. years in a row? All right. Yeah, I think he. I think <laughs> that the the Buccaneers will give him a tender, a lower one. But I think the Sea Chickens, the Seahawks, are gonna take him away. Wait, time out. This is a not safe for work show, and you just called them the Sea Chickens. Yeah, that's their nickname. You never heard is it there, before? Is there not a better name you could have came up with? Suck this? chickens? I don't know. Seacocks. Seacocks. Nah. Sea chickens. That's what they're called. But anyways, I Jimmy could Porter. see him going there. Jimmy Graham's going to leave. They got another uh, tight end who's also a free agent or restricted free agent, maybe. I'm not sure. But um, I could really see the Seahawks signing a big tight end to run down the seam. I, I, I could see that. Um. I just think Baltimore is going to put a higher bid on him because they fucking haven't had a tight end since Todd Heap, and we don't even remember when he played last. <laughs> so I think the Ravens are just going to try to sign as many guys as they possibly can. They have Every a lot team's going to say, fuck you, I don't want to go to that shithole. But they since have he's a lot an RFA, he could be forced to go there if yeah. he doesn't. They have a lot of holes to fill, which means they're going to be signing a lot of guys. So. Yep. Uh... Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Fuck. As much as I don't want to say this, I think he stays with the Packers. From what I've heard, uh, they're already in talks with for re-signing him, and I just don't agree with it. I don't think he's much. He had that great, amazing Hail Mary touchdown against the Lions a couple years back, and he's just a slow plotter. He's got great hands, but Steel he traps. doesn't get shit for separation. Um... I mean, it depends what, how much they're talking about here. If I, I do think he's going to stay just because, like you said, they're already in talks, and usually when the Packers are in talks with re-signing one of the guys, it's going to happen. Especially if it's one of the guys that they drafted. Yeah. Um, so he's going to stay. I'm hoping it's not for a lot so he can just be a uh, number two guy and we can bring someone in, but we're going to have to see what happens. But he's staying. Yeah. Well, they already they have Lance Kendrick signed for another year or two, I believe, as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why they want to bring him in then. There's so many better tight ends out there. <laughs> and I think they're going to use... He's a good blocker, too, so I think that helps. Yeah. I uh, guess. Whatever. Whatever. He's what not going to be a very big on the fantasy radar anyways. No. All right. Luke Wilson. Um, I think he stays. Well, I was going to say what I wrote down, but I don't think that's a great idea. You guys obviously don't have a lot of experience in tight ends. 
because we think they're gonna stay. Well, it's just that there's there's such a crapshoot. Like, yeah, especially these guys like Richard Rodgers. I mean, Luke, Luke Wilson, Wilson could end up with high upside if he is the number one tight end there. Well, the thing is, is the Seahawks and Russell Wilson love him. Like when he gets a starting role there, like when he starts there, he is yeah usually productive. Has like a he usually yeah. Or- they target him. They so like the way he plays, but for some reason, they keep on bringing guys in over him. I think they bring him in, and they just decide to stick with him because Russell Wilson and him have that rapport. Yeah. I think, I think they're they going to stick with him. quite a bit of time outside of the game with yeah. each other. You know what <laughs> wink, I'm saying? Wink, wink. <laughs> what, right. like get some chicken wings? All right, Nick, let's Pretty do much. the let's do sauce. tight end lightning round now. Oh, thank God. Ten. <laughs> so we're going to play a game. Like Mitch just said, because he took my job. Well, we've been doing it after each one, so ah. I think they know what's going on. Hopefully they figured it out by now. Uh, okay, so are you guys ready? Been ready. Oh, yep. Okay, they're ready. Antonio Gates. Um, I don't think he goes anywhere, because I think he retires. I think he's, he's done. Yeah, he's done. He's retiring. Broke the record. Nothing else to play for. Yep. Ed Dixon. I think he stays. He's a solid, youngish guy behind... Aging Greg Olson. Um, I think he goes. There's too many people that would have wanted additional tight end. So I think he leaves him. He did have a couple huge games last year, too. Ben Watson. I think that he either resigns or he retires. Yeah, uh, he goes another potential retirement. Um, Virgil Green. Is this guy even fantasy relevant? No, he goes. All right, that's the uh, end of the fun games now i suppose uh mitch you want to talk about what you guys are going to do next here all right uh this will be the last portion of our show today we're going to talk about how to be successful in the dynasty format um part one be prepared for your startup part one (laughs) yeah um obviously when you're doing a dynasty your startup draft is huge for your team if you bomb your startup draft it'll take years for you to rebuild and it's something that you would have to gut and just keep on yeah you forking keep over money getting picks and yeah yeah um it takes a while that's for sure and then you so, gotta hit on your picks on top of it Oof. so really really get be prepared look at the adps know where people are going obviously in startup drafts things are gonna go a little out of whack because people value their players long-term, definitely than other people. And if you have a guy who's drafting in the first slot or the last slot, like, they may reach on a guy because they don't get to pick Make for sure they get the guy. Yeah. And that would, well, it's just smart. Yeah. Make sure you get the guy that you want. Um, honestly, the best advice would be just to let the draft fall to you. Like, we just got done with the startup draft, uh, Superflex, and our we, first our first three picks were wide receivers. Because no one was taking them. Yeah. taking running backs and quarterbacks. And we... So. We waited on quarterback until we finally found a guy that we thought was at a good point in the draft. But, I mean, the rest of our roster is stacked because of it. Our wide receivers, our running backs, our tight end. And the nice thing is about a lot of startup drafts is that you can work out trades within the draft. You don't have to wait until they're done. Like, when we took those wide receivers, we knew we needed to get a running back. Well, we took Carlos Hyde after we took those three. And then we knew we needed to get a running back after that, too. And we didn't like what was out there. So we reached out, talked to a guy about getting Dalvin Cook, and we ended up adding him on a trade for him. So always stay within your startup. Um, If you have a hole, you don't reach on a guy. You don't go out and say, 
I need to go get this position. Go to someone, know if you have something that they need, offer it and fill that hole that way. Yep. All right. Part two, know where your team's at after the startup and into the season. Are you rebuilding? Are you a contender? Or are you middle of the road? You got to decide right then and there which way you're going with it. Yep. This happened to me actually uh, this past year in our league. I had, I thought I had a really good startup draft. I thought I was going to be a contender year one. But then week one, I had Allen Robinson go down with yeah, the ACL. Injuries yep. and, just... and then I had Danny Woodhead go, go down, which I should have fucking expected. Yeah, you should have known. But that. Uh, that, and from there on out, I knew I was this year I needed to rebuild. I needed to add more young talent, collect some first round picks. So I have a better opportunity to get Saquon Barkley. Yep, I did the so, same thing. I sold all my guys that had. That were a little younger that could potentially have higher upside, but I sold them at their peak value. Yep. So I c- tried to collect as many first rounders as I could, and I think I did that. Now I have two in position for six And months. this is really huge for being successful in Dynasty, because if you're too late on realizing I need to rebuild, you're going to either A, have a lot less window to work out trades for, mm-hmm. or people are going to be content with their teams and want to hold, especially your first season mm-hmm. like I hit I hit the window because I knew I was out early I knew I was out of the running I put I almost didn't make the playoffs but I knew I was out of the running and uh I knew I needed to rebuild I hit the window right where there was a lot of people that were uneasy about their teams going forward and I made a lot of good deals out of them like there was a lot of contending teams that didn't have the pieces they they, they needed and I got well look at the guy who won it he didn't have anywhere yeah. near the roster that should have won it but yeah. somehow but I got I got the pieces I needed to rebuild for this year, so yeah, you got to stay on top of that. Um, the the earlier you know you're out of it and you can rebuild, the better. Yes. Don't be overconfident about your team. All right, part three. This is the most important part. You have to be active in trade talks. You got to put offers out. You got to be on top of offers sent to you, and. Keep it going. Make sure that you either decline it right away, counter right away, get your offers out as many as you can. The more you have out there, the better chance you have of moving the guys that you think that you can make a profit on. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you're the guy that when you get a trade offer, you don't take it seriously, or if you run run them around the bush and you don't give them a legit answer, people will stop trading you. And that just hurts your team because then you're strictly building off a free agency and the draft. Trading in Dynasty is your biggest asset. Yes. Because you can get proven players for prospects, and you can get, in a stretch run, you can get proven player players for picks if you are looking to win the league. And if you know you're a contender, you can package your first-rounders and try to get that last piece you need. Exactly. So even if even if you feel a trade offer that's coming in is complete bullshit, take it seriously, send them a counter, see actually how far you are away from getting something done. Because I know I send out a lot of bad first offers well yeah there's a starting point but i'm willing like you said it's a starting point so i'm really willing to work with a guy it's just basically be me saying hey i'm interested in this guy let's work if you're interested in getting giving him up put a feeler out say this is i'm this is us close to what it, i'm gonna give up and then you guys talk you it's a lot easier instead of just sending out blind random Go trades like i do a lot i send out a lot of blind trades but then once you do that, they know that you're interested in their guy. And then maybe they message you or you can message them and be like, hey, did you see that trade I sent you? What do you think about it? How far off are we? 
Let me know what you're thinking, stuff like and, that. And then especially in Dynasty, this is a lot this is a lot different than redraft. If you're smart about your trades and you're confident in all the trades that you've made, there's no real over trading. Because you're always adding assets. And other than redraft, Dynasty, you get to keep these players. So if you bring in pieces that you like and you don't feel that you overpaid for, there's no over trade there. Now, if you go out and you overpay for all your guys, that's going to hurt your team. Mm-hmm. So then there's over trading. But set a limit, find the guy that you want, set a limit that you want to spend, and stick to that limit. Don't overspend on them more than, than what you're comfortable doing. I mean, there's occasionally it's okay to overspend, but I don't mean like overspend. I mean add that extra second rounder in that maybe you didn't want to. Yeah. If you're only a second rounder off, don't value seconds that high. I mean, it's a nice pick to have, but really the hit or miss rate on those is insane. I mean, I overspending isn't bad. I'm not telling people not to overspend because I myself is trying to work out a trade right now that would require me to overspend for a player that I think would be better than the package that I'm giving up for my long-term future. So overspend, but overspend wisely for pieces that you know will work out for your team. Like a proven player or a high, real high upside rookie. This also gets into what we're going into next, which is part four, don't overvalue your players. Whether that's a player you're looking to get or the players on your team that you think are so much better than they actually may be in most of the fantasy world's eyes. And this is a hard one, especially when you have real good players like Todd Gurley or... No, no, I wouldn't even say it's those guys because those guys have their value. It, this, but no, but I'm, talking, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because no one really knows their value because they're at the prime right now. And what, what, what would you, what would you say that their asking price should be? A fuck ton. Yeah, and realistically, there's not going to be a lot of managers out there or owners out there that would be able to would be willing to spend that. So when you get an offer, it's hard to really value it because you don't, it's not like you can go on Facebook and see someone on a page saying that they're considering offers for new. It's just, you don't see that that often. That's why it makes them that so much hard to gauge. Well, I mean, that's because a lot of people don't want to have to give up half their team for nuke. And that's part of it. Yeah. (laughs) But what I was talking about here is more like, like me, like I have Sammy Watkins and a lot of people are trying to lowball me for him because he hasn't been great. But I know what his upside is, so I may overvalue him a little bit because I'm a Sammy Watkins truther and I like him. And that doesn't mean just because that's what his going rate is that you have to sell him for that. Yeah. Like, if you like the guy, hold him. Keep him on your team. But what happens to players that really overvalue their guys? Like, we have a couple of them in our league. They flat out, they never make trades because they're – asking price for their guys is so high that no one wants to spend it yeah there's a couple guys in the league that are like that i mean just i mean you're gonna over overvaluing your players really hurts your team because you can't get anything done because you want to stick with the guys that you got especially if it's an aging piece i know like a jordy nelson i know it's hard to get rid of him especially when his going rates only a second yeah it's hard to get rid of him because a-Rod's coming back. You know he's going to help you win the league next year. But if someone's offering you a first-round draft pick for him, you need to do that in a heartbeat because he's an aging ass. He's 32 years old. Yes. Not often can you get a first-round pick for a guy who's 32. But I think Jordy combined with A-Rod, 
that's something that could happen. Especially if it's a contending guy that thinks he is one piece away from winning and yeah. he's just focused on winning for that year, yep. which you should be. You should always be forming your team to win either that year or next year. Yeah, I agree. Even in the offseason. So, like, we're in the offseason right now. A lot of teams are making trades to get their teams ready. Always be working in the trades all year round. Yeah, there's no offseason dynasty. Exactly. All right, part five. I know this may sound like we're being a little hypocritical because of what we've just said, but you don't want to get your or let your personal feelings get in the way of valuing players. Kind of like the guy we were just talking about. The guys that are like, nope, I want four firsts for this guy because that's what he's worth. Because they like him or they play for their fav- favorite or team. just because he's a second-year guy who hasn't turned yeah. the corner yet. So, yeah. Like, there's a guy in our league who has Devontae Parker, and he wants the fucking world for him, and the guy hasn't done anything. Like, sup, Juan? <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, yeah, so when you really... When you put your personal feelings in, in to value valuing your players, even like, oh, I'm gonna throw you in there because I know you hate them. But when you had Doug Baldwin, oh yeah, a lot of a lot of people, if you if you for some reason drafted Doug Baldwin, which would be smart if he fell to you at the right time. Never. Ugh. Well, I'm not saying I you can't would. I this is this is just a hypocritical disgusting. thing. This is just a hypothetical thing, right? So if you had Doug Baldwin and you just didn't like him, just don't sell him for nothing. Still go out and get his value and hold on to you him. Gotta you got to find the guy who likes the Doug Ball yeah. in the world. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's where you lose pieces on your team if you let your personal feelings get in the way of your decisions. Yep. All right, are we ready to move on to the, I think, the most important part? Yes, by far. All right. Part six. Always, every week. Keep a guy on the end of your roster who you wouldn't mind cutting. Because you're always, always, always searching for the next great sleeper on waivers. And it's, it's the next great sleeper, too. But the thing is, is like what I liked with my year this last year is I picked people off of free agency and they went out a week or two weeks before because I had more room on my roster because so many people got hurt. Yep. And then I went out and I traded him for prospects yeah, that I exactly. like. exactly. You can get a guy off waivers and sell him the next week yeah. for a second. And oh, that, is, that completely revitalized my team. Granted, a couple came back and kind of bit me in the ass, like when I traded Robert Woods. But it was worth doing because he wasn't – I didn't view him as a part of my long-term team. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you traded him, what, week five or six? I think it was right yeah. after that Niners game when he really blew up. I don't know. It's tough so, to gauge always, these guys. People always make fun of me that because I pick someone up and then they have a good week and they I try to trade them and say, oh, you just picked him up with waivers. Yeah, but he's an asset. An asset that you can't have and you can't have next year if he goes off. Because so, he's on my team. Yeah, because yeah. he's on my team and you're not going to get him because if he goes keeps on going off, he's going to stay on my team. Mm-hmm. And you tell that to him and that kind of brings him down a little bit. And he's like, all right, he did do good. This may go on for future games was take a risk on kind of like my sleeper pickup i was already out of it when i picked up healing pole yeah that was a good one um i picked up like i picked up charles clay and i traded him in a package for evan ingram i picked up austin safarian jenkins and ended up flipping him for oj howard so yeah 
always pick them up. You never know what's, what people that value their players at. You never know what they need or want. So always pick them up. Try to trade them. Keep them if you like them. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think that pretty much covers it for how to be successful in Dynasty. For sure. Always keep on working everything all year round. Free agents, trades, everything. Your own process. Yep. All right, uh, that's it for today. Uh, uh, next week, we'll be talking about rookie running back rankings because the combine just happened. And yep. See, I had my we had our rankings set up before this, but there's a lot of shuffling going on because of these combines. So, Granted, the combine isn't the end-all, be-all nope. factor in the world, but, but. It, it does have its uh, perks to it. Yep, we got a lot of guys, a couple guys rising, so we're going to start with the running backs. Yes, running backs, All as right. I said. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to episode two of the NSFW Dynasty podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Later.